0: Those boys Come on boys One more
1: Who we play? K State Who we play? Who we play? Who
0: is K State? Who is K State? I think it's a team that's won 11 straight in uh, the Sunflower showdown.
1: Oh, what a, a fool.
0: 11 straight. That's insane.
1: With ease.
0: Not even close. Never in doubt.
1: Never, it was never in doubt. Yeah. Oh, what a game yesterday. The Cats, uh, 38, the Hawks, 10. Cats go to 6-2. and two. We're both eligible. Huge news. I mean...
0: How excited are you right now? I'm excited, and everyone else who is excited is the people who took over five and a half over at MyBookie.ag preseason. The over has hit cash, your tickets, boys and girls. Uh, and guess what? Now that you have all that extra money from betting the cats over five and a half, you can spend it over at MyBookie.ag. If you use promo code CHAIR, that is C-H-A-I-R, you're getting a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. You win you get paid
1: you guys know the drill head over there my promo code share do it um and, i don't yeah. have any coffee or beer this morning
0: no nope, neither do i have a kickstart energy drink i uh, got a
1: coca-cola
0: yeah so it is what it is we'll get right into it what a game um obviously uh kick their ass 38 to 10 um something that was a recurring thing on twitter and then Post game, you could see the players kind of really uh, dive into it. Was on Thursday's episode of Miles to Go uh, in the post game after KU beat Texas Tech, he was shouting around like a maniac Who is K State? Who is K State? And it seemed that the uh, K State players really. Took that to heart, and uh, KU players allegedly were talking a lot of trash pregame. Now on the field in the first quarter, and
1: I mean the amount of the ugh. amount of jawing that has been coming out of Lawrence the past week is insane. They really, I don't know who they thought they were. I mean, genuinely, they just three win team just sneaked away of a win against Texas Tech. That was one of the flukier wins we've seen in a long time. Um, Texas Tech is bottom three at. Bottom three in the Big Twelve, and I don't know why I was so nervous um, when you compare the two. It's just the cloudy clouding of my brain because of the rivalry and the what if. But you know we are head and shoulders above these guys. And I mean, what can you say about Les Miles? He's just an absolute clown putting that out there for us, as if we needed any more motivation well, to just cr- completely like disrespect. us like that on a freaking TV show. Is
0: is perfect. The craziest thing is KU has full editorial control. They're the ones who edit and put the show together. It's not like ESPN. Oh, they want that out and, there. Oh, they won it. And then allegedly, according to our guy Derek Young. Yes, this uh, is hilarious. Yeah, Long, their A D, uh, what's it? I don't even know what that clown's first name Jeff is. Jeff Long Jeff Long, yeah. Reached out to Gene Taylor and he was wanting to know where the trophy was gonna be during the game because they wanted to make sure that they could have it for an on field celebration. Just the arrogance. Like what coming out of those two guys is
1: Perfectly in sync with Lawrence, they're in the right place.
0: Like, here's the thing: if you were, go- if like, if he was that worried about it, like, go through the proper channels, have a staffer reach out to another staff or something like that. The fact that it was an AD calling another AD saying, "Hey, I want to make sure I know where that trophy is because we're going to celebrate with it on the field," that's fucking insane. I
1: know it is insane. And alternatively, you look at what Chris Kleinman was doing all week, respecting Ku, just saying, "Hey, we're going to take it a game at a time. This is a huge game," and. Look who, came, look who comes out on top.
0: Oh, yeah. it You know, it, and again, it really wasn't uh, close. Um, before we dive into talking about the game, what, what were your oh. thoughts on the atmosphere Terrible. inside the hashtag The Booth?
1: Terrible. Seriously. Um, I mean, I started over in Section 2, which is was on the west side in KU fan like in the middle of KU fans. There was a decent amount of K-State fans over there too. But um, in the second quarter, we went over to the K-State section. And, I mean, the game was close um, early. They they were within reach going in basically to the second half. But big moments. It's just so quiet. I mean, the place was sold, quote-unquote sold out, which it was not. Well, I mean, well, I, mean, it,
0: I, mean I, I don't understand, like, for as long as I can remember. It's 50,000. They've said it's 50,000, then all of a sudden they say, the new capacity is 47,000. Like, I was just like, uh. And it wasn't at capacity
1: okay. anyways. Like, even if there was 47,000 people there, I mean, it wasn't at capacity. There was a ton of open spots and you know, the top, and then in the east corner and end zone. Like, it wasn't close, but it's just such a, like, it's the second worst stadium in America. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, it was so stale. Like, again, I watched the KSO highlights from the field that Grant Flanders put together. It 100% was loud. Like, when K State was making plays, like, K State's fans were pretty yeah. loud, yeah. And, like, on third downs, there was, like, no noise. Like, if KU yes. ever did make a play, there was, like, no noise. I, I guess I'm just confused. Uh, because I thought there was excitement, you know, all this type of stuff. And again, they just you know, in the like, first quarter it was just seven to three, you know, and at halftime it's still just seventeen to three. And KU had been this team that makes comebacks. There was no emotion. There was like, if they just, just have nothing. absolutely like
1: no football fan culture like they just they're terrible like in the and, stadium and their videos
0: like their pregame hype videos and all that type of, like i don't understand how their basketball video can be so good and then the football one is like cut in with like it's video clips awful. of lions and like lightning and it looks like a you know a middle schooler put it together
1: yeah it makes me really appreciate like what we do in manhattan like i mean our our crowd when it's on is like genuinely pretty damn loud KU. Ugh, it's terrible. I mean, I would. it's yeah. terrible. And then, like, the stadium itself is just so bad. It, like,
0: everything about it just kind of reeks as, like, not up to, like, a power five It's level. a slightly
1: like, better Vanderbilt. Yeah, I I mean. Without the – like, without Nashville.
0: I know. And, like, they had no idea how to operate a stadium either. Like, concession stands. They oh, they have, were like, not ready for that. They had, like, three people in, with, like, seven lines. Apparently, a lot of people had issues getting into the stadium. I went in early because I had to go to the bathroom. uh, Because, like, yeah, it's just they just don't know how. Like, it's just like genuinely, you You wonder if they've been 10 years since they'd had that many people in the stadium. It was just embarrassing um, for them. But we'll move on. Let's move into the game. K State 11 for 17 on third down, KU 2 for 10 on third down. 0 for 2 on fourth down. K State 471 total yards. KU 200 and f- or, yeah 241 total yards. Uh, K State this this one's bad. 11 penalties for 113 yards. KU four penalties for 55 yards. For the second straight week, K State has 38 minutes of time of possession. KU 22. Um, so. What was your confidence level when you walked into the game, and when K State went in like got up 17-13 with that field goal at the end of the half? Did any part of you really think that KU could come back?
1: No, honestly, um, my confidence level like all week was pretty bad. I was really nervous, but going into the game, and you know when kickoff was approaching, I felt pretty good. I was pretty calm. Um, and then we, I mean, when we try when we trotted out Harry Trotter there as our starter and i realized we're probably going to be out our top two running backs i got a little nervous but um that doubt was quickly that doubt was quickly erased when we just they went three and out and then we just had a commanding tone setting drive um to go up 7-0 so i felt pretty good um penalties pretty concerning how are you feeling about that
0: uh don't like it um we've been back we've been up and down when it comes to penalties um Versus a good team, you can't do that type of stuff. I think uh, that's all the more proof of how, like, again, KU fans, the media, the Kansas City sports talk media, even some of the national like college football podcasts, the ESPN podcast, they were trying to make it seem like, oh, they, how they these teams are don't. close. Like, <laughs> yeah. KU can't say it close. KU has it figured out on offense. Um, but when one team is giving up 113 yards of penalty yards, but they still win by 28. Like, it's nowhere close. So, uh, penalties concerning, I was – every day that it got closer, I got more and more confident, uh, and that yeah. didn't change. When we hit that field goal to go up 14, I, I was like, K, KU is not scoring 14 points in the second half. So I kind of felt was, the same.
1: Um, so, I did – I rewatched it last night. Um, penalties were not good. Um Holding penalties probably cost us two touchdowns. Um, The unsportsmanlike and personal personal fouls, you know, upon the rewatch, I think half of them were pretty soft. Uh, And KU got away with a ton of shit yesterday that we got penalized for. I mean, there was literally an instance where one of their players, after a play straight up, just punched our guy in the head. Uh, And it was obvious as hell. Um, I mean, there was a, a late hit on Skyler out of bounds where he like literally picked his leg up and threw him to the ground when he was fully out of bounds, so they got away with some stuff, too. I mean, it was – I didn't realize, like, how much shit both teams were talking, like, throughout the game, uh, and it was mostly us. Like, we were instigating – Do you like that edge? I loved fun it? With it. I mean, I think we need to reel it in a bit, but, like, after every freaking play, if you rewatch the game, like, it's insane. <laughs> we're constantly jawing. After every tackle, we're getting in guys' faces, um – I love it. So that. we were definitely fired up. Um yeah, I mean any concerns of us not taking KU seriously were squashed immediately. I mean, those boys were were not happy. With KU yesterday, they yeah. wanted they wanted to destroy them.
0: And also, I think Chris <clears throat> Kleiman loved that because you could see Les Miles wanted to chat with him a little bit after the game. Coach Miles, or he, Coach, he he's like he's like, hey, good game. I'm out of here. Yeah. So you gotta love it. Um, let's talk about the offense uh, first and foremost. What did you think about the game? Messingham called. Um, he's never in the history of his time calling games been much of a option guy. But he ran the option, you know, maybe not half the plays, but I feel like 30% of the time yesterday. Uh, did you like seeing that? Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? He you know, I
1: mean, it just shows that he can be versatile and he can adjust in a situation. I like it. Um, you know, I mean, Klyman mentioned after the game that, you know, he's been working with Coach, Met- Coach Messingham a real long time and he's really never been an option guy. But he, we just saw an opening and we took advantage of it. Um, and shit, I mean, do that every game with whatever situation you're in. I mean, if you can expose some people in whatever way you can, then you should. Um, the option just happened to be what worked yesterday. And, I mean, he called a great game. from Just from that, like, that first drive, we saw so many different looks and so many different sets that just set the tone and put KU basically on the back foot for the rest of the game. So I thought he called a great game. Um, I thought it was kind of fun to see the option, honestly working like because we haven't seen the option working very well at k-state in a long time but skyler ran it really well he had a nice fake pitch for that touchdown that and he's he's looking like faster every game
0: yeah i don't know what it is yeah he he's great i think it i think it's funny that he got the reputation at least under the old coaching staff as the quote-unquote thrower and that he couldn't run and And that 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 he's soft yeah it's yeah
1: are you alarmed with how much he's been running lately
0: uh Coach Klyman said uh, was Stan White after the game that he doesn't want to see him because I think, uh, what was it, 17 carries. Again, I want to keep it under 15. Um, but you got to take what was working. For the most part, though, he was either scoring a touchdown or getting out of bounds. He didn't take too many hits. He was smart for the most part when he was running the ball. Um but, yeah, I don't I don't want it to get up over 15, um, so I'd like to see it come down a little bit. But he's a smart guy. He understands how to run the ball. Um, my question before we will transition into talking about Skyler Thompson, this is the second straight game where they've scored five or more touchdowns over 35 points. And that was after a you know kind of bad run when it comes to scoring. I think it was 12, 13, and 24 Um, Do you think that they have kind of figured it out or maybe it was just, hey, we played the three best defenses already? Um, Do you think that they can keep it up in maybe 30 points as you can pencil in 30 points for us a season every game? I don't know if we can pencil it in, but I do feel a lot more confident in the offense's,
1: you know, functional ability at this point. Um, We've seen it back-to-back weeks. Um, They were open for a big letdown, you know, and they just – it was business as usual. They they ran like a well-oiled machine yesterday, and like we said, two, <clears throat> two holding penalties on the edge kind of brought back two guaranteed touchdowns, so I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse, and I think that we need to give a lot of credit to the offensive line, because they've kind of stomped out some of those narratives that were floating around uh, after a couple of bad games, so I feel pretty good about it. What about good. you? Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm now. really impressed with the receivers. Like they've yeah. become far more reliable. I mean, Dalton Schoen has he's he's looked really he's looked really good, but having Malik Knowles back obviously helps.
0: Yep, definitely. Um I agree with everything you said. Let's kind of transition, talk about position by position quarterback Skyler Thompson again. Another game where he's just a certifiable dude. Nine for sixteen for one twenty nine in the air, efficient. Yeah, uh, you know, you weren't needing to pass it a ton. Um, three touchdowns again another multi-touchdown game for him um, 17 carries 127 yards which is now a career uh, high for him uh, 7.5 yards per carry had a of 34 and that was I think on the first or I think the first possession he had a 34 yard run um, found seven different receivers in the passing game despite only throwing the ball 16 times that's crazy yeah I know so what what was it like what did you enjoy most about Skyler's performance yesterday um
1: honestly like his ability to scramble was very fun to watch. Um his pocket presence was good, you know, he wasn't leaving and scrambling when he had time. Like he he was getting out at the right time and he was looking for guys when he needed to, but um yesterday genuinely was like a very good just game management like performance. Um but his probably his running ability, that's that's really what sticks out when you look at his stat line and There were a couple instances. I think you should rewatch the game. I'm sure you probably remember this, but he juked the shit out of this guy. Oh, my (laughs) God.
0: Just put him into a chair.
1: Juked him pretty hard. I mean, he had a couple couple moments where he left some dudes behind. That
0: made the uh, National uh, Sports Illustrated College Football Instagram page. Uh, That was in the second quarter when he made that juke. And, yeah, it was all over social media. He's real. Yeah,
1: he's – I mean, I think Skylar is just slowly climbing – Climbing the ranks of our quarterbacks. Um, I know we've talked about, like, how is Skylar going to look uh, when, his is, uh, when his career is over, um, when you compare him to, you know, the upper tier K-State quarterbacks. I'll ask you this. Like, uh, if we just run through K-State quarterbacks and I compare him to Skyler, I'll ask you, you know, how – if you would you rather, like, in this moment, would you rather have this quarterback or that quarterback, like, most times I'm going to be picking Skylar because I just feel, like, so comfortable with him under this, under center right now. Like,
0: Yeah, especially with the, the team that is assembled. Like, uh, you know, there isn't – I love Malik Knowles, but he's not for locket, so you're definitely not going to be taking Jake Waters or probably even Josh Freeman. Um, and now he's got, like, this ability to
1: run almost as good as these upper-tier quarterbacks that we mentioned in the he, past. And it's he like,
0: has just, like, a great football mind for the game as well, just an intelligent guy – Uh, He he, when he sees it's time to run, at least in the last two games, uh, he takes off and runs. uh, And I think as that continues to develop, I mean, I I think the sky's the limit for him, no pun intended, over the final four games of this regular season.
1: I agree. I mean, I think it's crazy to talk about, and we probably will. But, yeah,
0: you look at those last four games, and it's like, why not? Yep, I agree with you. Um, Again, he just seems to have a nose for the first down marker or – uh, a touchdown I need to if, if when I go back and rewatch and maybe I'll bring this up on the show that we release on Wednesday or maybe on Friday I wonder how many times he takes off and runs, and he either scored a touchdown or picked up a first down. Because I felt like every time he did it was just like, boom, there's another first down, or oh, he's celebrating the end zone again. It's like the guy just knows where the line to gain is, and he's going to get it, and then he's either going to get down or sometimes he's taking a hit. But like I said earlier, he's been very smart with the way he's been running the ball. He's a stud. Um, and then the, the final thing we're going to just touch on real quick before I move into the offensive line, which, again, had another great game. Skyler probably above almost any guy currently on the roster had to deal with all the choppy waters last season. Just on an emotional level, how good do you feel for this young man uh, that he's now been able to reach bowl eligibility with still four games left and uh, he has the backing of seemingly the entire staff seemingly 95 percent of the fan base and everyone is just you know behind this guy who is an absolute stud baller instead of what he had to deal with last year
1: um i feel amazing for pimp juice um you see it in every interview that he has like how emotional he is and how much it means to him to play for k-state and have the opportunity now to be the guy um and we've been wanting, I think you and I personally have both been wanting to see Skyler for a long time. I mean, when we recruited him and I, it was just, we mentioned it to each other so many times that we can't wait for the Skyler Thompson era. And now we finally get to see it um, without all the shit surrounding it and with a coach and a staff that's backing him. And it's great. Um, I think we're just, I think we're, we're early too. Like we're early in the Skyler Thompson days where we're going to see him just flourishing
0: as best as he can. So if he's least, got
1: 15, like how many games? At have least 17
0: more because yeah. you get four regular season this year, a uh, bowl baby. game and at least 12 next year. So, um, you still got 17 games left to Skylar Thompson. I can't wait for each one of them. Um, let's go to the offensive line. Again, they only gave up one sack, only three tackles for a loss. Uh, Anytime you're running the ball 60 times in a game, you know that there's confidence in the offensive line. 342 yards, which is a new K-State record. Incorrect. Um, at- I was wrong. No? Okay. That tweet
1: I tweeted was incorrect. Kellis corrected me. I guess our school record is 361, but I heard it on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's just for, I don't know, it's the record for this year. I I heard him Fuck say.
0: It. I'm never going to listen to one of your tweets ever It's okay. Again. I, d-
1: I deleted it. It's fine. I mean, oh my well, they literally gosh. said it on the radio, like we broke our school record again. He's like, we need four more yards to break this single game record, and I'm like, must be so the I season record. God, man, yeah, I hate everything. It's I okay, hate everything, but but still, 342, 342 yards. yards that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's um, that's only nineteen away from the school record. So yeah, when you you can still look at it and put a, a feather in Chris Kleiman's cap that twice he's been within thirty yards of a school record with.
0: You know, no running backs coming exactly.
1: into to his era. It's insane. Yeah,
0: five point seven yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns. Uh, again, you said your top two running backs out this game and for the most part. Your top two running backs are yeah. out. Yeah. So is this? The, so I, I asked this back to the Oklahoma game. I was like, "Where's this ranking offensive line performance on the year?" So I'm going to ask it again. Is this maybe the best performance the offensive line has had this year?
1: <sighs> maybe, maybe. I mean, it's got to be top three, like early in the year I looked like our offensive line were just terminators and they kind of looked that way yesterday um you know Harry Trotter even when he was getting he he was getting 2 3 yards before he was even getting hit by by anyone on his on his worst runs yesterday so one of the better performances I would say yes um uh, but KU's run D is just also terrible so it's it's difficult to really say if that was has a lot to do with, you know, how good we were yesterday or just how bad they were. But, um, yeah, they they absolutely owned the line of scrimmage yesterday. So, you got to give them that.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, There were a handful of penalties, so it wasn't a perfect performance by this group. Um, Outside of the penalties, uh, is there anything you want to see them improve on, or is it really just, hey – Stop holding. Stop doing some high-low blocks. Uh, is there anything else you want to see from them?
1: Well, they can always improve, obviously. Um, and a lot—the biggest holding calls yesterday were on wide receivers. So that both of those, both of those that were called back, were, were on. One was Malik Knowles, and I think one was White King Gill, or one or the other. But um, yeah, they had like I think they had one holding play. <laughs> Dog toy in the background. I don't know if you can hear that, but. Um, I thought, can,
0: I thought I heard two in, like, one possession.
1: Uh, maybe, I mean.
0: At least. I, I'd have to go back and look on it. But. It's possible,
1: but, like, the two biggest holding calls that I can think of yesterday were both wide receivers that brought back huge plays that were basically one Touched, was yeah. a touchdown, the other one was, like, within the five. So, um, I thought they played well. I, um, maybe a little bit better pocket protection yesterday, but um, not a whole lot you can nitpick.
0: Yeah, and it definitely would be nitpicking. Again, after what was such a rough stretch of games for them, it's good to see them get back on track. Um, Hopefully they can keep this momentum rolling versus a Texas team that's starting to get healthy on defense after this bye week, which sucks. You really wish you didn't have Texas have that bye week. but. You know, it is what it is. Let's talk about the running backs. Again, only two carries for Jordan Brown. I think those are the only two plays he played. No time for James Gilbert. How concerned are you with the health of this position unit moving forward?
1: I am concerned, for sure. Um, you know, the narrative is that matter, um, next man up, and <laughs> – <laughs> oh, my dog is your dog stupid. just tried
0: to jump onto a couch and could not quite make it up <laughs> that was great <laughs> poor guy
1: the narrative is that it's a running back by committee and or it's it's a you know it doesn't matter that next man up and harry trotter is just as good as the is the starting two but and harry trotter did well yesterday um and so did joe Irvin. but the fact is the facts are facts that Jordan Brown and James Gilbert are our two best running backs, and <clears throat> for us to reach the heights that we want to this year, we're going to need them to be playing the bulk of the minutes um, at running back, um, I think. So I'm concerned. but it's c- I'm concerned, but I, I guess I kind of expect them to be back sooner rather than later, considering it was a surprise that they kind of – didn't play yesterday, so...
0: And they both suited up. They tried to go through warm-ups. Brown did get two plays, right. did go. So, I imagine
1: they're closer than they are farther yeah. th- from playing. So, I feel okay about it. I mean, it was a nice time. It was... If you're going to have your some of your best players out, then you want to be out against shitty old KU, <laughs> so... But, you know, credit to, to Trotter. He, I thought he ran really well. I mean, he just basically did the basics yesterday, and did what he needed to do
0: yeah I don't think he did anything spectacular uh 20 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown one reception five yards it was his best game versus Nichols uh me saying I don't think he did anything spectacular that's not to you know downgrade the game he did anytime you're putting up that type of yardage getting into the end zone in a big 12 game that's something to be celebrated but I think he you know he hit the holes he picked up the yardage uh, he took care of the ball, and he just did what he needed to do to get the win, and that's all you can ask for the guy. And, I, you know, I I, I think there might be a question I, I, I put in the Ask Bosco uh, portion later, but I'll try, kind of address it now. You know, I was down on him. I really wanted to see more Joe Ertarder in the game. But, like, if that's the type of game he's capable of giving, then there's yeah. – I mean – You you can't take stuff away from him. Like, I think he resubmitted himself, at least in my mind, as the number three back for this team. Yeah, for sure.
1: He was just doing literally just the basics yesterday, you know, putting himself in position, like, on the option, which was always, like, there pretty much every time we ran it. And he was just downhill running, hitting the holes hard and getting through that first line. No fumbles, no real mistakes yesterday. He played well um and joe Irvin was a great um contrast to him you know harry charter was the downhill just hit the holes go hard and joe Irvin was just a little slippery guy hitting holes and bouncing off people i like him i I think he has a future he reminds me of i think leon edwards was his name back in like 93 just a guy who's really shifty um i'm excited i think we do have a nice stable of backs for the future Got more guys coming in. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. Uh, he had or Joe Irvin had the ten carries for forty six yards. Was the number two back. I just uh, love seeing freshmen play. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, that's a true freshman. He is building on that. I think he, if he's not at that four game mark, I think he's about to lose his red shirt if he hasn't already. Um, but, I mean, I think that's fine. I think especially with four games left, even if he's like at that four-game mark, um, he's doing enough and he brings enough that I, I don't want to try to hold him back. I want to go all in on him getting some carries and moving forward. Um, Tyler Burns uh, also got in late in mop-up duty, seven carries, 58 yards. We we touched on his feet a little bit, like I think, earlier in the season. Um, but, again, how happy were you to see this guy – who, you know, he's a K-State legacy. He fell out of love with the game under the previous regime. Uh, when the coaching staff came back, he, tr- he he had to try out for a spot. He got the spot, and I think he got put on scholarship. I think he did. Uh, so, uh, and then scoring a game, you know, I think he's a Kansas kid as well. So, uh, how great was it that he was the one who put the exclamation point on the game?
1: Uh, great. He's got a really good story. And now his – look at his stats, they're absurd. <laughs> He's got to be averaging like carry. Um It almost makes me want to see him a little bit more, but I think I'm being fooled by the fact that, obviously, I trust the coaches. They see him every day. So, But, you know, he looks he looks pretty good. He runs hard. He's got a lot of speed on him, um, and he seems to have good vision. Um, yesterday, fullbacks <coughs> used a decent amount. Jackson Barta both played. Both had some pretty great uh, big blocks. Jack blew up his brother on one play in Gavin Potter, and, you know, it was – Lovely to see.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I thought the fullbacks did have you know a great game. I mean, it, the entire backfield was good, still yeah. just amazing. And yeah, he I think he did hurt hurt his brother. Um, and I was I listened to a little bit of the KU post game. Uh, When I was leaving, his brother was being interviewed, and he was just like, Yeah, it hurt. Like, you don't want him to square up on you. And, like, he said, I really wish he wasn't at K State. Like, Oh, you love it. Oh, you just love it. And again, he has so much of a future. But I mean, here's the thing with Barta back there as well. And again, both of them, neither one of them are perfect. I think Jack still tries to go for the home run block and sometimes just misses. Yeah. But. You have two guys who are able to spring our running backs to the second and third level because there's not many linebackers in the Big 12 that can take on a block from either one of those guys and make a play. How great is it knowing that you have two guys who are that capable of springing runs? It's
1: good. Um, and I think they're both kind of coming into their own now, um, hitting their stride. And I, love, I just love the way that we use them um, in our sets. You know, lots of disguise. Like, it's great. I mean, it's so nice having two gigantic. <laughs> I mean, Jax is. I love him. I love him. I cannot wait to see him finally get in the end zone in the next four games. It's going to happen five oh, games. I
0: wanted it so. It would have been perfect yesterday. It would have
1: been a perfect story yesterday. But um, yeah, I mean, I love how we are using our are using our fullbacks, but. Let's let's transition to the receivers and tight ends, a game that we did not need a whole lot out of them, but when we did need them, they stepped up. Um, how did you like our tight end play yesterday? Two yeah. pretty crucial first downs and then one play where could have gone for quite a bit, but we passed up on it.
0: Yeah, so it, it ended up going to Dalton Schoen for a very long one instead. Um, Nick Lenners, I think he's giving us what we all thought and hoped we were going to get uh, as this like true... Uh, weapon to target in the passing game uh, and, and it's just and it's just fun to see um, you hope that it it, it increases uh, you saw some Sammy Wheeler I don't think he was targeted um, but seeing the evolution of the tight end play under coach Kleiman and then seeing some of the H-backs and tight ends that they're recruiting uh, for the future it's just fun because Uh, You know, being a K-State fan in the 90s, early 2000s, and then being a Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, some of the offenses that you love feature the tight end so much. So you had this, like, sentimental attachment to this position. So it's good to finally see it starting to come back. Yeah, and
1: we've all been, like, for
0: years at K-State
1: being like, why don't we use the tight end more? Crying out for more tight end involvement, so now that it's a, a viable weapon in our offense is great. Um, Dalton Schoen had two receptions for 67 yards. The long of 46 was a play that I mentioned before how – and this should have been a touchdown. Um, it should have been a touchdown. It was a bad throw from Skyler. Um, after re-watching it, you're able to see that. Um, and I'm going to chalk it up to just indecisiveness because he had Lenners in front of him, and I think he decided – I don't think he could make a choice quick enough because had he hit Schoen earlier, it would have been a touchdown. I mean, Schoen had a little hitch route and he was open. I mean he had he had three yard step on him and I think Skylar saw Lenners and he was like, Ugh, I don't know what to do and then he went for it, left a little short. It was a great play by Dalton Schoen. He came back, basically jumped over his defender, I think it might have been defense, Hassan defense. Not sure. Just one of those bums that was trying to guard our guys. But he literally, like, jumps up, comes back, reaches over, catches it. And it might have been a touchdown if he didn't have an undershirt on because that was the only reason that he got tackled. I mean, he broke away. The guy ripped his undershirt, like, completely off and he was still able to drag him for like seven or eight
0: yards yeah when that play happened i was like oh he's got Leonards, and then i saw him go deep and i verbally said well that's a mistake and i was caught and then some people it, just looked at me like was, fuck you dude it was i mean but, i mean he had him beat i mean it was a double move it's just
1: I, yeah i just think he couldn't make his he couldn't make up his mind because Leonard's was so open and yeah. i think if he hits Leonards, he probably goes for about 46 yards so it worked either way but had skyler kind of like planted himself, and, and hit him in stride, that would have been a touchdown.
0: Yep. Uh, Landry Weber had a pretty big catch. One reception, 18 yards, got us into the red zone. Phillip Brooks, one reception, nine yards, had three carries for nine yards, long of six. Um, do you want to see Phillip Brooks get more involved in the rushing game if we're going to have uh, Jordan Brown and James Gilbert hurt? Um, do you think that's a wrinkle that we should be looking to see more of?
1: Maybe, but I also kind of – want to see more involvement with josh youngblood um i don't know at this point they're almost like pr- they're pretty comparable players but i think youngblood might have might have a little bit more explosiveness to him um but it is what it is i think philip brooks has shown that he's a pretty shifty guy and he it worked it worked for us a couple times on that sweep so yeah i'm open to it i like philip brooks
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think I would like to see Youngblood be the one. Um, I mean, he didn't get any really yeah, involvement no, yeah, in the from special teams yeah. yesterday. No, I, I agree with you. Um, so I'm not going to be too super picky, but that is something that we may have to utilize if we are going to be down those two guys moving forward, especially as it seems at this point in the season. They probably want to protect Jarkadia Wright uh, in his red shirt. So um, – you know maybe may, maybe we will have to whether it's young blood whether it's brooks um malik knowles one reception for seven yards but again i think you know they're double bracketing him every yeah. time um having him on the field is just opens crucial. it up for everyone uh king gill one reception for four yards i do want to get a shout out to lawrence free state uh product and true freshman keenan garber he got his uh first uh action in the game too late no targets uh but he was out there something i do want to bring up about this group as a whole uh especially in a game like this there weren't a ton of passes to go around but on almost every single play they were out there blocking downfield um and at least in my opinion, tell me if I'm off base when I say this, I think that that shows the buy-in from the tight ends and wide receivers into this new culture, into this offense, because these guys are recruited to come to, to any school to catch balls and make plays. The fact that they're blocking guys like into the end zone, really caring about that secondary and tertiary craft, to me that says everything it is about this culture and – how they've implemented, like the coachings have implemented this culture at K-State where it hasn't always been there. Am I off base in saying
1: that? I don't think so, and I don't think anybody can question the buy-in at this point. Um, that team is a family. <laughs> I mean, not to not to overdo this, the family narrative, but, I mean, seriously, the buy-in is incredible. Um, and I think that I think everybody yesterday just had a little bit of extra juice and maybe wanted to finish those blocks downfield because they wanted to make a point but i don't think you're off base in saying that maybe the wide receivers might want to finish those blocks a l- just a little bit sooner and we might have 14 more points but that's okay um i it was a good it was a good game from those guys um i mean aside from those two holding plays which were very blatant <laughs> um yeah they did a great job in the blocking game as well um you don't you don't run like that downfield we had you know several Several long runs, especially from Skyler, that, you know, they don't happen if the wide receivers aren't doing their job downfield. So, yeah, great game.
0: Definitely. Um, I'm bought in too, baby. Oh, I'm all in. Uh Crazy. Now it's time to talk about the defense. They had a great performance before we do. Why don't you tell everyone about our wonderful sponsor of the defensive segment.
1: Yeah, our entire defense, you know. It's just brought to you by the Kansas City Direct Primary Care. That's KCDPC. Um, they are located down in Westport. It's a primary care clinic that does not accept insurance, but rather charges a flat monthly membership fee. Uh, they do that to keep costs low for the patient by cutting out the middleman. Um, for most patients, that fee is around 65 bucks a month, but there are other options, including a family plan. That monthly fee includes unlimited visits with no copay and access to deeply discounted labs, imaging and medications. Yearly labs are included for no extra cost. Otherwise, most basic labs are around 10 bucks each. Most x-rays cost about 50 bucks each and medications are up to 90% off of retail. Um, this is something that people need to be genuinely taking advantage of, um, in a time not to get political, but in a time where sometimes, uh, in the country where medic, medical uh, treatment can be very costly, um, even basic things. Um, this is an incredible deal, and it's it's brought to you by, you know, Dr. Short, who's a, a K-State guy. He's a board-certified family medicine physician. He's Go zero. see him at KCDPC. Um, it's an unbelievable deal, seriously. Like, you need to check him out.
0: All right, general defense before we get into the talking points. uh, Held KU to their second lowest point total of the season. Uh, Les Miles had to call two timeouts to punch it in from the one-yard line after a Hail Mary, uh, like in the final minute of the game, for their lone touchdown of the game. Uh, KU's only non-garbage time uh, points came on a field goal that was heavily aided by the uh, you know, celebration penalty or the taunting penalty after one of our touchdowns, and I believe another pass interference penalty on that drive as well. We turned them over twice, uh, gave KU fans and Brent Deerman a reality check. Folks were talking about making him the head coach and waiting after two games. Um, they got 527 total yards versus Tech, 569 versus uh, Texas, and we held them to their second lowest of the season. Uh, their longest thirteen yards. Puka carried the ball for fourteen, t- 14 times for sixty-one yards. That thirteen-yard long. Uh, KU as a whole only had sixty-one total rushing yards because rest of the team basically was nothing. Um,
1: Huge game.
0: Just so, like Hazelton just kind of cemented himself as probably the coordinator of the year in the Big Twelve. He's
1: one of the best coordinators in the country. Um, I fully believe that, and people were talking about, you know, oh, God, we need to lock up our coaches, like, literally three games into the year, and I was laughing at them. And now it's like I, – I mean, I think that they'll be – I think that they're all botting the K-State pretty hard, but, yeah, now I'm kind of agreeing, like, these are top coaches, um, especially Scotty Hazleton, and, um, I mean, I think Messingham has done an incredible job too, but – um yeah, I hope he's at K-State for a long time because what he's done with this defense um just the I mean the same personnel just just throwing different looks at offenses to confuse them is nothing short of like incredible.
0: Oh, okay. I love it. Another guy who was truly incredible and he was on the defensive line yesterday, Trey Sean, First off, great sack dance when he rubs his belly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love that. Uh, four tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss. Khaled Duke, uh, I, I don't know if he's a true freshman or red redshirt freshman, but he got his first sack of his career. Also had two total tackles. White Hubert, two tackles. Kyle Ball, one sack. Reggie Walker, tackle and a pass breakup. Joe Davies got a tackle. Drew Wiley got a tackle. Boom Massey got a tackle. The defensive line was living on their side of the line of scrimmage. And they really – have turned a corner in the last couple of weeks. What do you think the ceiling is for this team? Because we all talked about Reggie Walker at Big 12 Media today, said that they were the best defensive line yes. in the Big 12. After a couple of games, we were kind of like, OK, like, are you guys going to step up, or what are you going to do? But you know, during the TCU game, then the OU game, and now this, it took him a while. It took him to till game three in the Big Twelve. But now all of a sudden you start looking around and you're saying Who could, else is could, better? Yeah. Could could he be correct? You're gonna laugh at
1: this, but you know I think the only team that really competes for that crown is Iowa State. I think that they have, I would have some veterans. Baylor. Baylor too, yeah. Baylor, Baylor's Baylor really two, solid.
0: Those two monsters on the inside.
1: Yeah, they made us look <laughs> yeah. What? who was that, number 95, who well, lived, 99. was living in our backfield.
0: <laughs> There's two of them, two big boys.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can – you can't have the success that we had yesterday um, defensively, you know, like defense-wide if, if the defensive line is not performing that way and causing that much havoc. Um, they did such a good job, and I think what stands out most to me yesterday is, you know, going into the game yesterday, K-State was – PFF-wise, the worst tackling team in the conference, and I didn't see a whole lot of that yesterday. We were hitting hard, hitting early. Um, if tackles were missed, then we had three or four guys swarming to the ball. And that's um, something
0: that we had never had an issue with even on the defensive line when they were at their worst. Uh, it was the fact that You'd miss the first tackle, and then you'd miss the second and the yeah, third. Yeah, We've had – all season, we have not – there has never been a scheme that has beat the defensive line. They just forgot how to tackle for a couple weeks.
1: We did. I mean, and we held, you know, Puka Williams, who is one of the better backs in the conference, to 4.4 yards of carry. 61 total yards. I mean – the havoc that we caused yesterday at the line was huge. Um, I think it made Carter Stanley uncomfortable all day. He had a whopping three point one QBR or something <laughs> absurd like that. I think I saw that <laughs> on Twitter. And that's huge. I mean, he was coming he was coming off two of probably the best games of his career. Um, put up eleven hundred yards in the last two weeks. Um, just just made them, look like, made them look like who they are, made them look like KU. All
0: right, here's my question because this continues to be something that I almost wish we wouldn't do, especially with as well as Trey Deshaun was playing yesterday. Hazleton – Rotating. He, well, rotating and then the jet package on third down. Hazleton said early on like in the spring that that wasn't something that they were planning on doing, but they seem to be doing it quite a bit. Um do you think they should keep doing that um, on third down, and do you think he over-rotates? Because I think we over-rotate on the defensive line, and I th- I don't like doing the uh, – at least don't be taking Trey Deshaun. Out. If you need to take Jordan Mitty out on passing situations, that's fine. But Trey Sean, I mean, he I think he's getting up there. I think he's either maybe second or third on the team on sacks this year.
1: Yeah, I do think we over-rotate a bit. Um, I'd like to change – I'd like to see the percentage more like 70-30, and it feels like it's around like 60-40, which does not. It just – I think your best player should be playing majority of the snaps. If Matt
0: Hall would put up his pro football focus Come on, snap Matt. counts before we record, we could tell you. Damn <laughs> um, it, Matt. Shout out to KSO.
1: Aside from, I mean, the jet, that jet package, I don't know. I I would probably have to re-watch it again to see – which I might. I might watch it again just to see that – Um to see how effective it was yesterday but um, I think he's done such a good job at like I think his primary goal there is to just confuse the defense with a different package um, and disguise and we are (laughs) we're that's our bread and butter we're one of the best third down teams in the country I think we're third and don't I could be wrong here, but yeah, I don't trust I your know, stats yeah. anymore. No, I think we're third in the in the country at third down defense. Um, maybe even better, but so I mean, who are we to question what we're deciding to do on third down? In well, that we package, have a podcast. But, that, I mean,
0: that's true. That but makes us uh, the smartest people in the world,
1: right? But I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> shit, it's working. So maybe that's not. True. But like, I prefer to. Ha- yeah, I mean, Trey Dachan, I think, is proving to be one of the better D tackles in the in the conference so i mean taking he, him off hurts he, a little bit he's
0: either going to be my first or second team defensive tackle pick assuming that we get a vote in the postseason we haven't been blackballed by the big 12 i wouldn't be surprised if we were but
1: yeah I, i'm excited to vote for
0: that because i'm still voting jack even though he might end up on oh, jacks for oh, sure, 100 yeah,
1: but yeah um again i think i'd have to re-watch it to see like when we do have that jet package in what exactly we're doing I mean are we bringing four guys for the quarterback are we dropping guys back into well, coverage I
0: mean, Reggie uh, uh, made a stop Eric Gallen made a pass breakup so I think sometimes we're blitzing as well and then dropping guys back so you know again I'm just a dumb dumb with podcasts trying to part of me part of me agrees
1: with you but another part of me is like I mean, look at the numbers. It's working on third down when we we're when we're throwing in those disguises. Shit. I mean, people are having a lot of trouble getting past us on third well, down. It'd be so. busy if
0: we just said, "Hey, everything's the best in the world." We'll move on to <laughs> yeah. linebackers real quick. Uh, Daquan Patton, four tackles. He got that interception, but it looked like he was having some shoulder injury issues. Yeah, he talked to the media post game. Which, if it was something serious, I don't think they would let him talk to the media. Um, again, I w- we're still kind of waiting on hearing some updates on message boards. KSA Online is on top of all this stuff, so if you want the breaking news, be sure to subscribe over there. Um, yeah, he uh, on that
1: play, I saw the play where he did get hurt, and it was like probably like a 12 yard run on Puka, and he <laughs> he just kind of like missed the tackle and like literally nose dived straight into the ground, and then you could see him like roll over and he was kind of rubbing his shoulder, but um. It seemed to be nagging him a little bit, but he kind of recovered, kind of played out the game. So I don't know. I mean, sure, if it was that serious, I'm sure he would have. Because at that point, we had enough of a cushion to where he could have sat out the rest of the game. So what? It, maybe it was just even a after
0: that, I saw him come off the field pointing to his shoulder a second time. So that's kind of why. I
1: well, maybe clued. I don't know. Hopefully, not nothing too bad.
0: I agree with you. Uh, Eli Sullivan had three tackles. Here's my question. Was there much Daniel Green? I, I
1: Daniel didn't see Daniel Green.
0: Him. I saw a little bit, and he
1: had a tackle. He had well, a tackle he, on a running back, and then he did that cool like flip where he literally. Okay, like,
0: he didn't get credit for it on the stat sheet. So that's not, what, no.
1: Maybe it was Duke. Maybe I saw the number wrong, but um, I thought it was Mike. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Daniel Green. I don't know where Mike came from. Um, I saw Daniel Green because he's done this multiple times this year, where he's, he's just like literally yeah. like ninja jumped up after a tackle so i'm pretty sure he had at least one tackle yesterday because i saw it on the replay but maybe not i mm-hmm. guess the stats guys were asleep they were bored
0: yeah well i because i i didn't see as much of him just causing havoc as you usually do so i was just like well i was looking for those wristbands i know um, so maybe not so yeah um but moving forward um what did you see from the group in a macro sense on saturday What do you want to see from them moving forward? When you're shutting down a running game and, uh, you know, Carter Stanley's forced to pass a ton, it doesn't give a lot for the linebackers to do uh, outside of, you know, pretty decent uh, pass coverage. But what do you see from them and what do you want to see them do for us this season? Four big games.
1: Also, shout out to Daquan Patton. I loved that pick. Uh, That was a great play design. Uh, He just kind of floated under to the right. Stanley didn't see him at all. He was just right there. It's got to be probably the easiest pick he'll ever have. Um, I like the tackling; um, it was a lot better than it has been in the last couple of weeks. That's my main concern. I think this team. I think the linebackers are typically in the right spot. Um, in uh, like these guys as a group, I think that you can say that pretty generally that this team has like them as a unit, DaQuan and. Eli Sullivan are typically in the right spot. It's the tackling, you know, it's the missed tackles that, that I have been a problem for us. So yesterday we cleaned that up quite a bit. Um, going forward, I don't know, I think we should just – that was a great performance from those guys. I'd love to see the PFF scores, um, but just build on that performance.
0: I want to give a shout-out to J-Ball, Justin he's on the sideline. He was walking around with a sledgehammer, yes. acting like he was, you know, leading a marching band, and he was having a good time. It's going to be uh, so
1: nice to have him back.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to have him back next season. Uh, we'll move into the secondary. Uh, held KU 15 of 26 on passes, picked them off twice. Uh, well, I guess uh, secondary picked them off once. Um, but uh, 65 of those yards came with under two minutes left. Basically, all of them on that one hail mary type play. Wayne Jones three tackles, Goolsby two tackles. Goolsby got a shout out from Coach Clim in his post game press conference, talking about how he was in the right position all game and they were he was able to funnel the plays to where they wanted it to go based on how he played. Um, Brock Monty got a tackle, uh, J Mac one tackle got that interception early in the game. Um, Let's see, A.J. Parker. This is what I want to talk about. Two tackles, one pass breakup. Came out of the game. Um, At first, I thought it was a knee. Sounds like it's an ankle. Yeah. He was on crutches and – A boot. Yeah, boot, post-game. They're saying high ankle sprain. They don't think it is a fracture, but he's going in for an MRI x-ray. Here's my question for you. Even if it's just a high ankle sprain – My guess is there's zero chance we see him versus Texas and probably almost no chance versus West Virginia. Um, How much confidence do you have in the secondary without him and how big of a blow is it? Because I quite frankly think he's the most underrated cornerback in the Big 12.
1: I agree, and I think he's incredibly underrated by our fan base. I think he gets a lot of shit for no reason. Um, He's always on the toughest guy in the Big 12, which is a pass-heavy – NFL wide receiver Laden conference. Um I think it's a huge blow. And yeah, I 100% I guarantee you he will not play next week. Um He looked to be in a lot of pain um after like when he was on the ground. Um the fact that he's on crutches and in a boot already is not good. Um even yeah, ankle sprains probably take at least a week even if it's like even a light ankle sprain, you're not going to be back a week later playing full contact football. So, it's not good. I think it's a big blow, confidence-wise, and the rest of the secondary. I don't know. I mean, the theme is, I guess, next man up. So, it's football. People get hurt, and we'll have to do what we have to do. It does suck that we have to go to Texas coming off a bye with maybe one of our better defenders out. But, I don't know. How do you feel about it?
0: I don't feel great. Again, I think A.J. Parker is just right on that cusp. Probably not quite there, but close to being an all-Big 12 type cornerback. Um Kevion McGee, uh he's gonna have to have a massive game. We're big fans of him. Daryl Patterson got a lot of time out there as well. So you have guys and they've had they've worked up uh some experience out there and maybe you'll see someone like Lance Robinson um playing, I think Yeah, that, that's the
1: beauty of this coaching staff, playing all those young guys when they have an opportunity to because now they will not just be coming in well, off of nothing.
0: Keevey and uh, Daryl, they're not even young guys. I think, Right. I think th- they either both are co- seniors or uh, they might both be seniors. I think they are. Uh, we should but, probably but so, know that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're going to have guys there. Walter Neal will have to step up. I thought he played fine. Um, he, you know, he was even coming in on some corner blitzes yesterday. Um, so he's going to really have to step up because you're guessing – He's either going to have to take the number one man or he's going to have short side versus long side. I don't know how they'll do with A.J. Parker out, um, but they're going to have to step up, and I am a little worried about the secondary uh, going up against Texas. But Well, if there's one thing that you can say about the two
1: guys that are probably going to be our number one backs going forward the next couple of weeks, probably Kevion McGee and um, Walter, Walter Neal. Neal, is that at least they're experienced guys yeah. that have been around and been in the system for a while um well, and it's not system i mean well, it's, you know what i mean um and it's not a freshman being thrown in
0: with like zero. on an island
1: yeah. um and you know we've got one of the best defensive coordinators putting going to be putting them in the right spot so i have faith that and hey our offense is rolling so yeah. it's just like Who cares? it's not going to matter we're going to be yeah, we'll, we'll if score we have 100. to shoot out we will
0: all right, any other call-outs for the secondary defense as a whole before we move to special I thought teams? Denzel
1: played really well. Denzel Goolsby played really well yesterday. He was in the right spot a lot of times. And even Denzel Goolsby, champion of life, perfect human being, was jawing his ass off yesterday. So everyone, I bet I bet they watched Miles ago as a team <laughs> because, man, I, I wonder how many times, like, I wonder if Chris Kleiman just brought them together and, like, played that clip and it was just like, all right, there you go. That's all you need. I mean, it was all were... over social media. I don't yeah, think he needed true. to do it. Um, he's too much of a pro for that.
0: Exactly. One thing I'm going to say about Denzel Goolsbee before we move on to the secondary, he's not a guy who is like filling up the stat sheet week after week, despite my prediction that he'd lead the team in interceptions. I think he only has one. But I, I fear that uh, most K-State fans will not understand how much of a loss he's going to be next year. He personifies the whole stereotype of the quarterback of the defense. Um, I was going to say that <laughs> exactly. I think we have a lot of young, good safeties. Wayne Jones, I think he's played well. He's you know gotten burnt at times. He's made some bad plays at times, but he is a redshirt freshman. I think we have talent behind them, but I I I I don't worry because I mean it's a stupid thing to worry about. But I think I think K State fans need to appreciate the intrinsic stuff that Denzel Goolsby brings to this defense for the next five games, because uh, when you go for that stereotype of quarterback at the defense, I don't think we've seen something to that level probably since Ty uh, Zimmerman. No,
1: no, probably not. I mean, Dante Barnett was yeah damn that's good, true. damn good back there, um, and he was really smart. Like that's why that's he was true. so good. Even okay, after I take he came it back. Off his knee injury. I,
0: I, I take it back because I, I agree. That's another good. But 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 we continue to have them, and you may not always be spoiled with having someone who fills that role. Um, Ty, Dante, and now Denzel. Um, maybe I think Wayne will be the next one. But again, I just want folks to appreciate Denzel Gouldsby for the next five games because. Uh, what he five does. Five games. Yeah, five games, Ooh. baby. Going to a bowl. Hey, maybe six. Uh I'm just Ooh, saying. Shoot. All I'm saying, and again, all I'm saying, and I might start banging the term a little harder if we beat Texas. All I'm saying is if we went out and Baylor beats Oklahoma, then we're facing the despicable Baylor Bears in Arlington. One day at a time, yada yada yada. But hey, well we can I'm do just this. Saying.
1: that's the beauty, is that, you know. We're fans. We can say what we want. Like, exactly. We can get excited. We can look ahead because it's not going to affect anything. But I think I'll say – I'll add one last thing about Denzel Goolsby is that I think he's, an, he's easy to scapegoat too because he's not like an uber-athletic guy. Um, he's He is, like you said, like the quarterback of the defense. He's not going to make crazy spectacular plays. He kind of just goes under the radar, and when he does something wrong, then it's easy to see. But, yeah big time big time player I like him a lot uh, we're gonna miss him next year for sure
0: uh, maybe I we, we didn't talk about this uh, and I, mm, did I, was it Adam Holtor someone just got nominated for one of those national uh, community service awards it was in the middle of the week well I don't know top of my head I do not know okay well it doesn't matter I just wanted to give them praise eh this is really speaking generally
1: we're giving whoever won that whoever was nominated for whatever award we're praising you i will transition yes there's adam
0: holtorf he is a finalist for the william v campbell trophy uh which is one of those uh college football awards going out to someone who makes a big impact on their community so shout out to adam holtorf uh for that honor Sorry, we didn't do it during the offensive part. All right, let's talk special teams. Uh, nothing too eventful. Kicking game, they tried one, only one of those pooch kicks that were so effective versus uh, Oklahoma. Uh, KU actually did the only smart thing they did all game was the guy who received it had a foot out of bounds when he caught it, which uh, counts as being a kick out of bounds. Little, oh yeah, didn't little know known that. rule. Yes, did not know. Little that. Little known rule. I knew that uh, mainly because I watch all those like YouTube compilations yeah. of weird football rules. Um, only did once rest of them kicked them deep Um, good coverage they didn't really give up a big run there might have been one or two uh, touchbacks I was glad that they didn't burn Ty Zentner's uh, redshirt because here's the thing I want to hold him in case just in case make the big 12 championship game otherwise let him kick off in the bowl games um, that's why I want to hold him for. Yeah, um, coverage
1: was really good. Uh, only time I was nervous was when we were kicking from like our own twenty or fifteen yeah. after that penalty, and the coverage even then was still good. We yep. we stopped him at the thirty-five. So
0: yeah, It shit. was good. Um, punting, Inkdahl had probably his worst game of the season, I which know. is funny. His worst game of the season is still probably better than anyone else in the Big Twelve. He still um, had
1: one that was a dime yeah. dropped out at the eight-yard line. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, two. Pretty bad punts, but then he had another he one that
0: didn't quite check up enough that ended up being a touchback. Five punts, thirty seven yards long of forty seven. Also tennis Swagger is always shouting who is Casey as he's running off the field. Um, return yeah, I game. I love him. Oh, yeah, I love him. Return game, not much to talk about. Uh, Philip Brooks is presumably healthy, but Youngblood returned all punts and all kicks. So here's I my...
1: like Youngblood as returner.
0: I, I do, too. So, I guess my question is we're both on board with saying Youngblood is now the number one returner under all circumstances. I think he is.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And he scared me a couple times yesterday because he, he went for the ball pretty much every time um, off, of, off of some bounces. But he's clearly – I said this earlier in the episode. I'm going to completely contradict myself. I will say now that I think he is more explosive than Phillip Brooks. Um, I think he's more athletic. And I i like him as the primary returner, and I want to get him more touches on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Well, me too. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then uh, that's all for special teams. Um Oh, Lynch did go 5-5 five for five for X point and hit that uh, perfect 39-yard field goal to end the half. Um, you can see him in some of the celebration videos. He's having a good time. Anything about special teams? I'm good. Uh, just want to say, you know, everyone was nervous about special teams coming into this season. Way better than they were last year. We can agree Easily. On that, right? Yeah, not even close. Okay, I mean, just, we had a
1: couple hiccups absolutely. early yeah. on the, in the return game, but that's it. I okay, mean. I
0: just wanted to, you know, do a temperature check on that narrative coming into the season. All right, grading the keys to V. Um, these were our four keys in the preview episode, and we are going to give them graded values.
1: Yes, sir. I'll start with me. Yeah. What was your first key? My first key was continue to distribute the ball to multiple weapons. I'm giving it an A+. Seven different receivers on 16 passes. That in and of itself is insane. Three different backs got... Got to touch the ball. Two different backs scored. Skyler well, Thompson scored on the ground. And also
0: Philip Brooks also ran the ball. So you had –
1: Philip Brooks ran the ball. So four different ba- backs really touching well, the ball you, in you a way. Had
0: six people rushed the ball because Nick Ost also got one. We were hitting Skyler, yeah. man.
1: We're hitting the tight ends across the field. We we're really using – of the ball. Really using the width of the field, which I love. And impressive game, I think, from Courtney Messingham.
0: I'm giving it an A, not Fair an enough. A+. Fair enough. All right. Uh, my first one was keep the momentum going on the ground. This is getting a big fat A plus. Hell, I yes. mean, biggest running rushing uh, game of the se- of the season. Um, it, we're right. back. I mean, like I remember we had a question during that buy or sell. Uh, will we run for over two hundred yards again? Yeah, we've done it the last two games. I know. So <laughs> I mean, two of ev- literally like.
1: Probably our two biggest games of the year, too, when you look oh, yeah. at it like from that
0: standpoint. 100%. I mean, yeah, very impressive.
1: I'll give it an A plus, too. All Why right. the hell not?
0: Yours was eliminate the big plays. Where are you giving that? I mean,
1: I'll give it an A because gave them some garbage at the end of the game, which uh, wasn't a perfect game, but, I mean, about as good as possible. We really kept them in check um, offensively. And that's really – that was the biggest concern going into the game because, you know, KU really hasn't been able to sustain, stri- sustain drives. They've been killing people on the big plays. And we just didn't see it yesterday.
0: I'm going A-. i am going A minus. I think they had three receptions for over 30 yards, uh, but none of them exceeded 40 yards. Um, none of them actually were a touchdown, only one gave put it in position for a touchdown. I really wanted the score to be 38 to 3, so that's probably why Same. I'm doing it's a A minus. A-. Yeah, really bad. Uh so A minus and then excuse me, the final one, do not let them believe. I mean, that has to be an A plus because even though the score was 17 or at least for me it's an A plus. Even when it was 17 to 3 at halftime, even though KU had this reputation of, you know, coming back, no one in that building believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody. I mean,
1: I think it was a huge statement. Like, first series, we just stop them to three and out, and then we have this long drive that we just grind them into a powder, um, just set the tone for the whole game. And, I mean, after that, it was when it was even 7-3, I was like, this game's over. Like, I, I already can just see that we are head and shoulders above mm-hmm. them, just owning the trenches, and, and it was over.
0: Any of the fans that were there, they were just like – Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go again.
1: So I'm going to, I'm, that's an A plus for me all as right. well.
0: Perfect. Um, let's get into the ask Bosco questions. We had a ton of these folks. I did not put all of them in because you know, we didn't want this to be a two hour long podcast. Uh, so if you did submit a question and it didn't make it in here, I'm sorry. Thank you for taking the time to submit the questions. We love you guys. Um, we're going to jump into them again. We're sponsored by my use promo code. Uh, What is that promo code? It is chair. I should know that.
1: C-H-A-I-R. The promo code is chair. You get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That means you can put down a grand and you have an extra
0: grand to play with. Head over there,
1: mybookie.ag. Boom. First question from doing work. Does Les Miles know who K-State is now?
0: Yep, I think so, and I I love it. All all folks in the post-game interviews were like bringing that up. second I saw that
1: video, I clipped out K-State just because I was like, he's going to get abused for this so hard. And I was just, I was hoping so much, so bad that we could win just so it would all backfire.
0: Yep. It did. It was beautiful. Doing work. Also asks, what are some of your favorite scenarios for wins, wins, losses, and the remaining bowl games? Who would you like to play? Um, I think he's just saying, like, what would be, like, a good way to end the season? I mean, at this point, I think you got to hope for more shoot for the stars. Yeah. Shoot for the stars at this point. Win the Big 12 and Sugar Bowl. Um, If you're not going to do that, I would maybe think about going to the Alamo Bowl if we end up there. I like San Antonio. I saw some projections having us play Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl. Would love to play Notre Dame. That would Um, be insane. Yeah. It would be insane. I think,
1: yeah. And people might be laughing at us saying that, but. Why not? We're 6-2. and two. We've just squashed any chance of, you know, a letdown. We beat Oklahoma. Our only losses are to probably two of the better teams in the conference. I think Oklahoma State is underrated. Um, I'd love to have that game back, but Baylor, I mean, what else can you say? They're, they're number one in the Big 12. It is what it is. Why not? Believe. Why not shoot for the stars? Be a fan. Let yourself dream. It's a new era. It's Chris
0: Kleiman. Why the hell not? KB Hampton 13 asks, what's K-State's record at the end of the regular season? 10-2. and two. Why not? 10-2. and
1: two. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> L Craig 31. Scott has been down on a Harry Trotter. He came up big against KU with a depleted backfield. Does this change your perception of him? 100%. He should be the third running back. Um, still like Joe Irvin, but, I mean, Harry Trotter did all we could have asked from him, so he definitely is the third back now. Yeah.
1: I don't think it really changes my perception of him, but I think it justifies you know, the carries that he's gotten this year, and it justifies him you know, being in that third spot. I would not put him over the top two guys, Jordan Brown, James Gilbert, but I like him in the rotation. I mean, I think he, he deserves it.
0: Yep, and he's tough-nosed. I mean, he's willing to throw those blocks. Uh, luckily, he had fullbacks out there for him during the uh, three-back formation. He was
1: week, looking but. for contact
0: yesterday. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it, um, Charlie T. Cook. What is AJ Parker getting injured due to our defense? We touched on it. It's really going to force guys like uh, Kevion McGee, Walter Neal, uh, Davion Patterson, um, even J. Mac playing in the slot to really step up because we need someone to s- take away whoever Texas's number one option, yeah. whoever West Virginia's number one option is.
1: I think it's it's a big. I think it's a big storyline. You never want to lose your best back, but you never want to lose experience. So. You know, I have faith in Scotty going to put the guys in the right position, though.
0: Artie Jensby asked, can we get a Bosco's Boys live show in the bowl game city? Depends.
1: Live? Depends. I, we've never done a live show. I mean, if we do, I mean, let's say we go to the fucking Sugar Bowl. Let's say we go to, a, a you know, a decent bowl, Alamo, that's an easy trip. Um, well, I mean. Let's just say hypothetically, we, hypothetically we're going. Hours, yeah, that is longer so than I, yeah, I haven't been there forever, so I forgot. Really long. Um, let's just say hypothetically we're there. I'm sure we will do a podcast. Yeah, I we'll doubt do it'll something. be live, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we'll do something. We'll do something. Maybe. If I even go to the bull yeah. game. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because that time of the year is kind of tough. It's like Christmas uh, time and I have a new money job. Money so is, know. I mean, we're rich and all that. But, I mean, we'll see. SL Keck asks, how were your interactions with KU fans before, during, after the game? Before the game was fine. During the game, I was surrounded with, by former KU football players from, from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Literally, my entire section. Oh, yeah, they were just talking to me and be like, oh, back when we were playing, we would always beat K-State. Uh, they are kind of dicks to me. All-time records. By myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, they are dicks to me. Like, I was sitting by myself because uh, I bought it off StubHub. Like, one guy was trying to get confrontational. confrontation. I was like, uh, you should not have this. Like, where would you get it? And he was like, show me your ticket. And I was just like, bro, I bought it off StubHub. Chill. Uh, so they're yeah, kinda dicks. What a and then bitch. I like honestly was pretty well behaved until like the second half when we started scoring touchdowns. I was hooping and hollering a little bit. So uh I didn't see a single one after the game. They were all long gone.
1: I had no issues. I mean before the game, shout out to the eight no seats guys. great um, dudes. we had a good time. They that was it was a good tailgate. Um everyone was in good spirits. I think I thought it was fun. Um after the game I got a couple of fuck case states um from but oh, they were their, college student,
0: students. their student sh- section was chanting, fuck K-State pregame. Like, people try to act like, oh, yeah, they're always chanting, fuck KU. We don't do that. Yes, you do, but whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, there was a time I was at a KU bar, and the whole bar was yelling at it, so I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, there wasn't – it wasn't too bad. I've had worse away game experiences for sure. Oh, yeah, so have I.
0: Um, although, ironically, that was probably my worst experience in Memorial Stadium because that's the only time I've ever, like – not just gotten a GA ticket and just yeah. congregated with random K State fans in their student section. Um, Hazen Short, the EMA Hero Doctor. Which bowl game are you putting money on and why isn't it the Sugar Bowl? At this point, why not? Sugar Bowl. Boom. Yeah, why not? Sugar um, bowl.
1: And to add to that, I want to give a shout out to. Their website because I did not say that earlier. But okay. go to the next question. I'll come back to it.
0: No, it's kansascitydirectprimarycare dot com. Okay, yeah, go link check that link out. Is in the show notes. Hell yeah. Uh, Ace sponge. This is the final one. If and I like this question. If you had the option to lock in a three and one record for the final four games, but it's a loss to Iowa State. Do you do it?
1: No, because we're gonna go four and zero.
0: Why not? Like let <sighs> I.
1: These questions, uh, like when we're playing like this, I say, let's just let it yeah, play out. The, because, the way we're playing. Because we could go 4 0. Yeah,
0: because here's my thing. I and think, I don't want to lose to Iowa State I, I at think, home. I think the way West Virginia and Texas Tech are playing, I don't see us losing those two.
1: I don't want to lose to Iowa State at home after we've won six straight. Yeah, exactly. And we, were prob- we would probably be like ranked like 13th or some shit, and it would suck. Yeah, no, it would suck. So no, um, go 4 0.
0: I also think it's more likely we lose to Texas than Iowa State at this point. Yeah, I mean I, well, it's gonna be a tough may- we're going
1: to Austin. It's gonna be tough as hell.
0: Yeah, and maybe I'm I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I just think I State it has not looked great in their last few games. Um, I don't so want to lose Iowa State. At no, home. I don't either. I don't either. Um, so I'm no I am not locking that in. I, I think, think that's a good question. Like it's not That's a great question. It's not as easy as a
1: hypothetical as I mean, we're if, making if you would, it sound. If you, would, if
0: you would if you would have said three and one, but the losses to Texas, I'd probably say yes. Yeah,
1: I probably would take that.
0: But maybe uh, But maybe roll. not Maybe not. who do we play? We've got Texas, so we got West Virginia at okay. Tech, Iowa State.
1: Yeah, um, I would probably take the three and one loss to Texas. Um, there's no shame in going to Austin and losing, but, but maybe not. But maybe not. No, but I'm take What I'm saying
0: now is no, no. Go four and zero. The way we played the last two weeks. And again, these guys are starting to believe maybe we're doing it to ourselves again, but maybe not. All right. Final part of this (laughs) week, eight game balls presented by manscaped.com promo code armchair for 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Because guess what? Ladies like it when you're all nice and trimmed down there. Do you have to completely shave it? Eh, maybe. Depends on your lady. But you don't want it all scraggly and all that type of stuff. So clean it up. They have literal NASA technology in their lawnmower 2.0. The best trimmer in the world. Okay, I have something to say about that. It because, is. Because it's gross to use the same <laughs> trimmer on your balls as your face. But you use it because they sent you one. Andrew, you're probably not listening, but F you, man. I want my Manscaped
1: kit. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't send you one, but uh, we'll get you one. So... I used it the other day, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was, like, trying to get it to, like, snag, and it would not snag. Like, it works. It really does. Does it, like, stop? or like- No, it's just, like, it just doesn't snag. I don't know why. Like, I think I really don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist, though. But it, it works really well. Um, I wasn't even worried at all. Like, I tried, literally tried to cut myself, and you couldn't. It's, like, safeguarded somehow. But um, it's great really is and i finally i use the body wash too it smells
0: great yep and tons of also uh balms and lotions for your nether regions so protect your balls and cherish them like we cherish our game balls here at bosco's boys we both have two game balls to give away traditionally one for offense one for defense uh but we can get creative sometimes and a swagger sticker which you know it's for swagger or whatever we want to do so grant you go first who gets your first game ball?
1: Chris Kleiman. He's 1-0 against Kansas. Congratulations, Coach, on getting your first Sunflower Showdown victory. Um, killed the narrative of K-State coaches not named Bill Snyder. Being able, I think being able to win in Manhattan, he's killed that narrative, and he's killed, killed the narrative of coaches not being able to beat KU, not named Bill Snyder. And I think it's very obvious that he took this game very, very seriously.
0: I actually – I,
1: I Or you think he's just like I just I'm, I'm a machine. And I literally matter. just think he's a
0: machine. I think <laughs> he's I think like too. I think he's like every day, every day. Every I don't
1: day. know though, but I, uh, don't you think he wanted to beat Les ass? Yes, but I but I think, think he wanted think to beat everyone. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, um, dude, I mean <sighs> When you, like, I mean, we have personal experiences meeting him. I think he's literally just, like, a Terminator, and he's like, I don't want to do anything else but fucking coach games and And kill everybody. Like, he is kind of scary. Like, he's scary. It must be awesome playing for him because, like, you see a completely different, obviously, side of him because he's a player's coach. But, like, yes, meeting him is kind of intimidating. Oh, yeah. He's all business.
0: He is. Um, My game ball is going to Skylar Thompson. I'm taking the easy route out. Um, You had an opportunity to give it to Harry. Well, and I I was 100% (laughs) planning on giving it to Harry Trotter because I thought uh, you were going to take Skylar Thompson. But I'm giving my game ball to Skylar Thompson. Um, Just another 3 touchdown game, career uh, high in rushing. Um, But I I, I I just couldn't go to anyone else. I got
1: creative because I – I thought you were going to give it to Harry. But um, I'll give him an honorable mention, uh, offensive game ball. I thought he was good. Harry Trotter definitely yeah. deserves a shout-out. We're
0: pulling rank. Harry Trotter is – I think this is only the second time we've ever given an extra award. Harry Trotter also gets a game ball. So the three game balls uh, – three, the first three game balls, Chris Kleiman, Harry Trotter, and Skyler Thompson. Who's getting the fourth game ball? Um, my defensive game ball is going
1: to – the defensive line, which seems like a cop out, but I couldn't. I thought they played so well as a unit that I didn't want to single out anybody. Um, that that was a storyline. You know, we just owned the trenches, and when you own the trenches, it makes the game so much easier for you. Um, D line was a was a machine.
0: Okay, so then. I'm giving my game ball to Gene Taylor then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to give it to Trey Day, Sean. There's some other people. But you can see how happy he is after every single one. Also, the fact that he had to deal with that dumb, schmuck, arrogant asshole, Jeff Long, calling about the whereabouts of the that trophy. He's such a doofus. Fuck like, that guy. Like, so, my, so, yeah, so, so my game ball is going to uh, Gene Taylor on that one. Also, he stuck to his guns. He made the hire he thought was best for K-State, and it's working out. So.
1: My swag sticker is going to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike McCoy, who was oh, on the, the sideline and did a backflip, um, yelling. You know, who <laughs> he had a great tweet. Who is K State? Um, he was jumping for joy on the sideline. Means a lot to him, probably to beat KU as a as a Topeka cat. So that is my swag sticker.
0: All right, and then mine is going to our guy Taylor Bratt. Um I think he, he, he just. Took the trophy home. I think he, like, <laughs> snuck it out of the equipment truck, and he just took it home. Uh, no one wants k to win more than that guy. So I want everyone to tweet at uh, Taylor Bratt, just a power cat. Just send him a power cat.
1: Yes, I like that. Just do it. Um, those were our most interesting
0: game balls and stickers we've ever given. Yeah, gotten su- got super creative. Um, Shout-out to all of our sponsors. My bookie, Kansas City Direct, Primary Care, and – Manscaped, um, Grant. Do you have anything to say before we wrap this up, guys?
1: We beat that ass. Um, this state is ours. Everybody, just buy in. Just get on the train. Ten and two. Why not? Why not the sugar? Boy? Hashtag
0: why not? Why not? Hashtag
1: pour some sugar on me. <sighs> I love Chris Kleiman. I love Gene Taylor. I'm so happy. Meet me at the Cathead. Yeah,